from 1011 Now. If I'm going to turn it over to somebody, I just need somebody that has done it and that I can trust to put our heads together and uh, put the best of what they do with the best of what we do. And the 1011 Studios in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is Pickett, wants to throw. This is a deep ball. In stride. It's Addison. I need to be able to really trust somebody. I'll still be involved, but uh, that'll take a lot off my plate and I think help me be even better in some other areas. Pickett. And the pressure forces him to roll out. Now he wants to throw to the end zone. Touchdown! But everything's going to move really fast here after the season uh, with recruiting and signing day. Um, and it's kind of important to uh, get guys in place to help get those things done. This is the End Report Podcast. Welcome into the End Report podcast. As always, I'm Bill Shamert, joined by 1011 Sports Director Kevin Suits. We're a couple days late this week. That's because we want to wait. Wanted to wait until all of uh, these coaches were hired. Kevin, you said 23 days Nebraska spent without an offensive coordinator. That is now over. Yeah, you know some of that's intentional too. And when though the days totaled up, you can't look too much into it. It's not like they're searching for a head coach. There were so many things at play. One, the coaching staff going out recruiting. Two, some of the coaches they were pursuing being in conference championship games. And then, of course, just the staff trying to stay intact. They've also had to try to re-recruit some players currently on campus to stay with the Huskers. That's not always the case, as there has been some roster attrition over the past week. The big news today on Wednesday, December 8th, Pittsburgh's Mark Whipple named offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. He comes with a resume that spans about 40 years. And these are Pitt's stats for the 2021 season. Scoring offense, 43 points per game, third in the country. Total offense, 503 yards a game, fifth in the nation. Passing offense, 350 yards a game, sixth in the nation. Pitt scored more than 40 points eight times in 2021. Seems like Scott Frost landed one of his top guys. And from everything we know, when Scott sat down at the table and was looking at the potential OC candidates that he really wanted to seriously pursue, Mark Whipple was on that list. There are some connections with Nebraska and Mark Whipple, though he hasn't coached in the Big Ten. He played with Ron Brown. Ron Brown is one of the interim assistant coaches at the moment. But we know that Scott and Ron Brown have a very close relationship, so I'm sure that Mark Whipple came with a very high endorsement from Ron Brown. So that's one of the connections. There are others uh, that we will not go into too detailed right now. But the Huskers, the timeline of this, they had Mark Whipple on the radar. Reportedly, they met with him over the weekend. They did a formal interview. And then we know Mark Whipple resigned from his position as an assistant coach at Pittsburgh on Tuesday, less than 24 hours later. He's officially hired at Nebraska. He also happened to coach a quarterback by the name of Kenny Pickett, who is one of the Heisman finalists. Right now, I want to bring in a special guest on the End Report podcast, Johnny McGonigal with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Johnny, I hope I, hope I said your last name right. <laughs> you did, you did. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, Mark Whipple spent three years directing the Pittsburgh offense. What can Husker fans expect? What did he do for the Panthers? Well, look, he turned Kenny Pickett, or at least helped Kenny Pickett, into getting him into uh, into New York this weekend as a Heisman Trophy uh, finalist. Uh, you know, look, the first couple of years when Mark Whipple was with, uh, with Pitt as coordinator, 2019-2020, was pretty inconsistent. I mean, there were games where they would score 30-plus. 
there were games where they would lose because they would settle for field goals and they couldn't punch it in in the red zone. This season hasn't been the case. You mentioned the numbers at the top there. Uh, it's been really impressive what he's been able to do, calling the plays for the Panthers in a pro-style offense, an offense that he has crafted over, over his long career uh, in college and the NFL. How do you describe the Pitt offense? We know that Coach Whipple likes to be balanced, but clearly this year it wasn't as balanced as I think maybe he would have expected. From what you've seen, just covering this team, how do you describe what Mark Whipple likes to do? I would say it's pass happy. Uh, you know, you want some balance when you're in offense, obviously. You want to be able to run the ball as well as throw it. But Pitt in 2018 was a run-heavy team, one of the most run-heavy teams in the country. And it ended up getting them to an ACC Coastal Championship. And they played Clemson in the ACC Championship game in 2018. Uh, but Kenny Pickett in that game had eight passing yards. And so internally, Pat Narduzzi and the staff and everyone there realized – we need to make a change here. We need to you know, use Kenny Pickett the way he should be used. And so they brought in Mark Whipple. And really over the last three years, Pitt has led the, led the country or been near the top in the country in passing attempts per game. They've really leaned on Kenny Pickett. They run the ball when they have to. And this season especially, they've been able to trust their offensive line more uh, in running the ball late in games and killing clock. But really it's been on Kenny Pickett's right arm uh, for the last few seasons. Do you think – Listen, Midwest in, or, uh, November in the Midwest, November in Nebraska, uh, cannot be uh, very conducive to a, a pass-happy offense. Uh, is Pittsburgh similar? I mean, did they change when, when, when weather played a role? Well, look, like I said, they've been able to run the ball when they've had to, uh, especially late in games. But I don't know if you guys have ever been to Heinz Field in November when the the wind is coming off the river. I mean, it's it's tough. It's not a fun place to play. And even still, he found a way. Uh, using uh, Jordan Addison, who's a Blitnikoff Award finalist for the top receiver in college football, he started using him not as much in the downfield passing game as the season progressed and the weather worsened and started using him more in bubble screens and quick passes and getting his guys in space and utilizing all of his options. So he's a guy who can adapt. He's a guy who, like, a, you know, he has the resume. He has – all that information banked uh, and, and really has coached in every condition. So I think he's a guy who I, I think he'll be successful in Nebraska ultimately. Johnny, let me ask you this. Kenny Pickett, he's a Heisman finalist going to New York City this weekend as one of four guys still up for the Heisman Trophy Award. How much has his success this year been a product of his skill or is it a product of Coach Whipple's system? Well, you know, I've asked Kenny that, and, and many people have asked Kenny that, and he would say it's a mixture of both, right? He is a talented quarterback. He is a first-round uh, draftable quarterback at this point, uh, arguably the top quarterback in the country, and a lot of that is on him. A lot of that, too, is on Jordan Addison, the wide receiver I mentioned, who has 17 touchdown catches this year. That's on an offensive line that's done well, tight ends that have done well, a running game that has helped out. But Mark Whipple is the one who's calling those plays. He's the one who – has put everything into motion for this offense. And he's a guy, he's a primary reason why Kenny Pickett came back in the 2021 season to begin with. Kenny was thinking about going to the NFL. He had a fourth or fifth round grade. He had an invite to the Senior Bowl. But that relationship that he had with Mark Whipple, he trusted him so much that if Mark Whipple wasn't going to be back for the 2021 season, Kenny wasn't going to come back. But the fact that he was gave Kenny the confidence that, hey, I can come back in 2021, work in this offense and really find success and win an ACC championship. 
And while a lot of people didn't really believe him at the time, it ended up coming true. One of our last questions, Johnny, when, when Mark Whipple or yeah, when Mark Whipple resigned on Tuesday, did that come as a surprise to everybody that follows the pit program? Not really. This kind of felt like uh, Mark Whipple's last year with the program uh, for you know, a variety of factors. But really, going back to August, it felt like, okay, this is Kenny Pickett's last year. It would make sense if Mark Whipple uh, were to move on uh, after the season as well. His contract was up. Uh, honestly, I thought that he might retire. Uh, Kenny Pickett has talked uh, to me a lot about how you know Mark Whipple loves golfing. You know, He lives in Arizona. I thought he might be 64 years old. I thought he might retire and uh, and call it a career, but that's seemingly not the case. Because uh, if he was going to retire, he would stay and coach Pitt through the Peach Bowl. Uh, but that's not the case. So he is uh, maybe reinvigorated by what Pitt has done this season and uh, looking to bring that success to the Big Ten. I'll leave you on this one, Johnny. Coach Frost is on a tight deadline. He took a pay cut to stay Nebraska's head coach. He fired four offensive coaches despite him being an offensive mind. He has said that he wants to take a more CEO role and hand the offense over to somebody who's experienced, somebody who can handle the day-to-day. But again, tight timeline. Do you think Mark Whipple has the credentials uh, to turn Nebraska around? Again, Nebraska 3-9 and nine in 2021. Yeah, look, you mentioned that tight deadline, and I guess he is a veteran offensive mind. This isn't a 26-year-old or 36-year-old coming in and coaching an offense for the first time. I will say, like I mentioned before, 2019 and 2020, it took some time to get his offense and really get that footing with Kenny Pickett early on. I mean, they only averaged 21 points per game in 2019, his first season at the helm of the offense. But Pat Narduzzi, head coach at Pitt, He's a former defensive coordinator. He is you know, at Michigan State for so long. He was so hands-off with the offense this year. He said, hey, Mark, this is your thing. I'm not going to meddle. I'm not going to touch it. This is your baby, basically. And it turned out well. So uh, in terms of candidates, guys who Nebraska could have brought in, judging by the success that Mark Whipple has had over the last three years and this season specifically, he's a pretty good candidate. Johnny McConaughey for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Johnny, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny. Now, there was one thing that he just said in there, Bill, that is slightly concerning if you're a Nebraska fan. Took, took a little some time. <laughs> took a little while. <laughs> took some time. I think that's where the dauber goes up and say, listen, Nebraska cannot take any time because this needs to get corrected immediately. And you even look at the metrics in which have been agreed upon for uh, Scott Frost and his restructured contract. Uh, there are checkpoints, and they are on a very tight timeline. So uh, I appreciate Johnny's insight, especially knowing that he has gotten to monitor this offense closely. Great insight on Kenny Pickett, who, oh, by the way, is projected as one of the top NFL prospects in the upcoming NFL draft, maybe the first quarterback to go. So, But that, that is concerning. If it took a while at Pitt, it can't take a while at Nebraska. Scott Frost just doesn't have that as an option if he is to remain as the head coach. But I, and I also appreciated your question about, you know, is, is, was he more of a benefactor of Kenny Pickett's ability? Or was Kenny Pickett more of a benefactor of Mark Whipple? And Johnny said, you know, Mark Whipple ran that offense, called every play. And Mark Whipple has over 20 years of head coaching experience. So that's something that we haven't mentioned yet that I think is very important in this hire. It's not just a good offensive mind that can call plays. 
this is a guy that has run a football program, and he's done it at multiple places, New Haven, uh, UMass, Brown, and that was the connection with Ron Brown that they played together there. Um, so 21 years in total of being a head coach. So he maybe can empathize with Scott Frost a little bit or see things from the head coach's seat, though that is not ultimately his responsibility. I think it's really interesting. Mark Whipple coaches from the field. A lot of offensive coordinators, and even when Scott Frost mm -hmm. was an OC, Matt Lubick was his OC, Troy Walters, they've all been upstairs. I'm curious if Mark Whipple will remain on the field when he starts calling plays at Nebraska. So is Mark Whipple house hunting in Lincoln today? No. Or is he on the road? Oh, he's on the road. Bill, right now it is December 8th. The early signing period is one week from today. This coaching staff is all across the country right now trying to lock up this recruiting class. It's going to be smaller in size by nature based on what the Huskers have to offer in terms of scholarship allocation, but they're still trying to get some guys. They're far from done recruiting, so it's like the ink has dried with Mark Whipple, and instantly they put him to work, and it wasn't come to Lincoln. Take off the blue, put on the red, there was get no, an airplane. There was no handshaking with Cam Jurgens today. It was, we've got a list of candidate or uh, recruit A, B, and C, and we'd like for you to check in on all all three of those guys. And A, B, and C might all be quarterbacks. It very well could be because now that Nebraska staff is really coming together, there is one open spot right now. But they have Mickey Joseph, Donovan Riola, and now Mark Whipple. It's all about these guys. They're solidified. Who's the quarterback? And I would contend that. That's bigger than any of the coaching hires. Well, we, talked, we, we talked about that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. What's bigger, finding your offensive coordinator or finding your next quarterback? It's 1A and it's 1B. I would say, you know, initially my answer is the quarterback. The quarterback is going to supersede any of the staff members. But now that knowing that Mickey Joseph is a part of the staff in 2022, uh, my, my, my tune might change just a little bit because I think that is beyond a home run hire. That is a grand slam hire. That is a bottom of the ninth game on the line hire right there. Let's Be talk about these other two hires. We, we went pretty deep into Whipple. Uh, the other big announcement today, Donovan Rayola, assistant offensive line coach with your Chicago Bears. Your Chicago Bears. <laughs> and he coaches the offensive line with the Chicago Bears, which is not their best unit, so to say. Uh, and it, we just spent so much time talking about Mark Whipple's long tenure as a head coach, 40-plus years. Well, we've got the opposite with Donovan Raiola. He's the brother of Dominic Raiola, one of the Husker greats, and a guy that just had all sorts of nasty when he played. Donovan he played at Wisconsin in the early 2000s. and then Three-time honorable All-Big Ten yeah, he, center, I believe, right? Correct. He's, he was a Remington Award uh not a finalist, but he was on the Remington Award watch list when he played uh, with the Badgers. Now, his coaching experience, much smaller in, the, in terms of responsibilities. They've been on fairly, uh, a fairly small scale. With the Chicago Bears, he's not their head offensive line coach. He is an assistant offensive line coach. He, previously to that, he was at Aurora University in Illinois. He did coach the O-line there. But prior to that, Notre Dame, grad assistant, Hawaii, offensive intern, and then he had some coaching experience at the high school level. So what's his biggest job he's held? Well, there hasn't been like a this, five This year. is his biggest job. Exactly right. There, it's not like he's spent five years 
at a Big Ten institution or a Power Five school. He doesn't even have a group of five schools. But don't you think Coach Ross can take a chance when he's bringing in somebody like a 64-year-old Mark Whipple with 40 years of head coaching experience? If he sees somebody who's 37, 38, up and coming in the coaching ranks, maybe he's got a little fire and brimstone in him to coach the offensive line. You can take a risk like that when you have somebody with that much experience at OC? Sure, but you're going to put a lot on the plate of a 64-year-old if that's the case because Mark Whipple is going to be responsible for a lot. If he is calling plays, he's installing a new offense or a tweaked offense from what Nebraska has been running, and he's recruiting, and he's trying to develop the quarterbacks, which has not gone at the rate in which fans have wanted over the past four years. So you got to be careful about that. I, I understand the logic, but how much can one man do and that would be something you would need to monitor if you're distributing some of the labor within Nebraska's coaching staff. Donovan Raiola has got to hit the ground running. And some folks believe maybe he's shown a little bit of preferential treatment in terms of the hiring process because he is Dominic's brother. And, and he happens to be the uncle bingo. of D Dylan Raiola, who is uh, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the class of 2024 in the country. And he has offers from all over the place. So maybe the Huskers are trying to pave an inroad to getting Dylan to play at Nebraska. I think that there's more to it than that. You can't just look at this hire in that simple of terms. Obviously, his credentials have to match what Nebraska was wanting with this position, and also the style in which he coaches has to match. I'm curious to see if Frank Berducci will stay on staff as an analyst, which is what he had been doing at Nebraska under Scott Frost, because if Frank stays with the Huskers. Remember, he's one of the guys that has been an interim assistant coach over the final two games of this season. You know, Frank's a veteran coach as well, so he could have a strong influence on Donovan Raiola. If Donovan Raiola is the risk and Mark Whipple is the experienced no-brainer, then Mickey Joseph, as you said, has to be the home run grand slam. Plucked the old Nebraska quarterback from LSU, and he is one of the best recruiters in the nation. If there's one of the hires that Nebraska has made that you want to brag about to your buddies that are not Nebraska fans, go straight to Mickey Joseph. You know, he was on the staff that won the national championship at LSU in 2019, the Joe Burrow year. And as good as Burrow was in 2019, those receivers were phenomenal, historic. Uh, Jamar Chase was on that team, Justin Jefferson. You're talking about two of the five best receivers uh, in the NFL right, right now. Right, and, and their development... A lot of it, we don't want to put it all on Mickey Joseph, but he had a huge role in their development. I believe one of those two guys was a two-star recruit. So how do you go from a two-star recruit to an elite NFL receiver? Coaching. Who is the position coach? Mickey Joseph. And beyond what he can do with teaching wide receiver skill, he's also a fantastic recruiter, and we know since accepting the Nebraska coaching position last week, he has been ringing the phones, sending out text messages, and he has even reached out to some players that had committed to LSU that are back on the open market. One of the best names you'll ever hear, DeColdest. DeColdest Crawford. He's a LSU uh, wide receiver commit who decommitted a couple hours after Mickey Joseph visited with him. Hasn't committed to Nebraska, but I mean that's just that's just a little insight into the what name he's been is Decoldest. Decoldest, and he could pair with Frost. Uh, <laughs> let that one marinate for a little bit, Bill. I'll let it marinate and then evaporate. <laughs> hey, that that works too. Um, 
Okay, and it doesn't hurt to walk into a recruit's room and say, uh, oh, let me, let me pull out my uh, cell phone, and here's Justin Jefferson. You want to talk to him about why I'm a good coach? Right. So. And we haven't even touched the, the point of Nebraska in the early 1990s. The quarterback was Mickey Joseph. You know, he is a Husker that was coached by Tom Osborne, and he has deep roots uh, with the university. However, he is from Louisiana, and that was home. He was coaching at home at a place where uh, he has started raising a family, and now they're going to do that here in Lincoln. But Louisiana's a state. Nebraska's had has had inroads too for a long time. Think right. Stanley Morgan. Think Seaton Carter. It's a recruiting hotbed. There are some opportunities there for Nebraska to improve the roster solely on the connections that Mickey Joseph has down south. So we have three offensive hires. That leaves a fourth, and right now no running backs coach if you hire a running backs coach then you get rid of then you probably don't have a full-time special teams coordinator a lot of fans out there are running are wondering how does this math all work out kevin this is where the intrigue really cranks up what will nebraska do with the open spot on the coach you have staff? to hire a special teams coordinator you, you have to hire a special teams coordinator full-time don't you have to have a running backs coach yes you do okay so which is it <laughs> Because right now, there is one open spot, and they don't have a running backs coach, and they don't have a special teams coordinator. They do have two linebackers coaches. Uh, and we're not insinuating any, anything here, but this is where, like I said, the intrigue cranks up. What will Nebraska do? So it's less about the people and the prospective coaches, and it's more about what will the structure of the coaching staff look like? Will they go for a running backs coach? And then there is no special teams coordinator, and they give somebody currently on staff those responsibilities, a la Mike Dawson in 2021. However, that didn't work, Kevin. Like you, there are many people who would oppose <laughs> that, that line work, of thinking. Kevin. So if you hire a special teams coordinator, what do you do in terms of coaching the running backs? Perhaps it would become Scott Frost's position. As the head coach. Head coach slash RB coach. There is. There Still have Ron Brown on staff as an analyst. There is the potential for that to happen. Who knows what's going to happen here? We do, we, do you think this is something we get an answer to in the next couple days? No. I'm glad you put that question on a tee because uh, Nebraska has used Ron Brown pretty heavily in this recruiting stretch that they're on right now in late November, early December, and who better to come into a, a recruit's home, sit down with mom and dad, and you know whether they're believers or not, share a little bit of the gospel, and also share the heart of Nebraska football. Because Ron Brown has coached at Nebraska for several years. He has so many close relationships with uh, Tom Osborne, Scott Frost, and about anybody that's walked through the halls at Memorial Stadium, they know Ron Brown, and they speak highly of Ron Brown as well. So I would anticipate Nebraska to continue to allow Ron Brown to recruit until after or up until the December 15th signing period. Once that is done, now the answers might come in terms of what's the staff structure? Is there a special teams coach or is there a running backs coach? Or is there both and there's just some crazy shift of other duties? There could be a restructuring within the other staff members as well. Maybe you lump the linebackers together in some way, shape, or form, and that opens up a spot. So one of the, on the topic of special teams coordinator, real quick, uh, they have a guy that has done that before on staff. It's Bill Bush. Also an excellent recruiter. Yeah, and he, you know, I was just talking to Jay Moore 
uh, a few weeks ago and Bill Bush was the special teams coordinator when Jay played at Nebraska from 2004 to 2007. And he spoke so highly of how detail-oriented Bill Bush was. And he felt at that time that the special teams units all performed at a pretty high level. We're going to wrap up here in just a minute or two. Before we go, Kevin, what does the next week look like? Does Nebraska land a quarterback or two before early signing day? Or do you think we have to wait until February? Boy, that's a great question. You'd love to have one in for spring ball. You, if you would. wait until early February, that might not happen. But that's where the timeline's a little goofy, Bill. Can Nebraska get the quarterback for next year but not have it happen within the next week? The answer is yes. Nebraska will sign a quarterback uh, next Wednesday. That's uh, Torres out of the San Antonio area uh, down in Texas. You know, he got hurt this past year, but it's a guy that this coaching staff has been very high on ever since uh, they started recruiting him a few years ago. If they bring in a transfer portal guy, it doesn't have to be immediate right now. The sooner the better, yes. I would say before the spring semester starts, that's the, the more, if you're highlighting a date on the calendar, I would say, you know, maybe pick that first Monday in January, say the quarterback pretty much needs to be locked up by then. Even if it doesn't happen by early signing day, it could happen over Christmas break Absolutely. and they could still come in for spring semester. Absolutely, and we know that the portal right now, it has some, Pretty, it's got some names. It's got some pretty legitimate options at the quarterback position. Dylan Gabriel at UCF. Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Chuba Purdy. That was the last name I was going to mention here. Chuba Purdy from Florida State. Who? Oh, Brother by the Brock way, Purdy. Chuba Purdy had a recruiting visit recently by Mark Whipple. Bingo. And by recently, I think you mean Monday, which would have been after his interview with Coach Frost and before his resignation from Pitt. It's kind of a soap opera right now. There are a lot of storylines uh, playing out simultaneously. It's not a slow offseason. You know, usually, Bill, <laughs> when, when the offseason hits following a regular season that doesn't result in a bowl game, this stretch from late November to, I don't know, January 1, it's pretty quiet. That is far from the case this year. Once again, Nebraska hires Mark Whipple from Pitt to coach quarterbacks and be the offensive coordinator. Mickey Joseph, passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach, and Donovan Rayola to coach the offensive line. For Kevin Suits, I'm Bill Shamer. This has been the End Report Podcast. You've been listening to the End Report Podcast from 1011 Now. Subscribe and leave a ratings on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch 1011 Now Sports and download the 1011 Now app.